We are so happy you're joining us on our Brentwood Church podcast. To find out more about Brentwood, go to brentwoodchurch.org. During this episode, we hear a great message that we pray will lead you to a new and deeper level with Jesus Christ. So open up your Bible or Bible app and grab a notebook or simply listen along. All right. How you guys doing? You guys doing all right this morning, Brentwood? Good, good, good. Uh, hey, uh, my name is Miles, like John said, and I'm excited to talk with you today about the Seasons of the Soul uh, teaching. Before we do, I just want to do a couple things uh, and say a couple things. First, um, I want you to, to uh, know this. You probably know, but just kind of remember because you sit in it and, and it's easy to forget something when you sit in it. This is an unbelievable church. Uh, I hope that you know that. I hope that you appreciate that and you remember that. I mean, the worship, the teaching, the, the, the leadership, the, the you guys, and, and, and this is an, I hope you don't take this for granted, is what I'm saying, right. And, and uh, I know a ton of people who would uh, love to go to a church like this, but they just don't have one in their town. And so I hope that you're grateful. I hope that you remember it. And I'm just saying this because I know when you, when you sit in something long enough, you forget and you can start to take it for granted. But, I, but this God, what God is doing here is so cool. And I, I pray that the future of this church uh, is so much brighter than the past. I, th- I think where you guys are headed is so cool. And uh, as a congregation, as a staff, John and Tammy, this is really cool. So I just wanted to say that in case you forgot. Really cool church. Um, Second thing I want to do is just share with you a little bit about myself, because whenever there's a guest speaker in my world, I want to know about them a little bit. Uh, so this is my wife and kids. We just have a picture of us. This is my uh, wife and kids. Uh, one wife, two daughters uh, is what I have. And my wife's in the middle. Uh, Jan and I have been married 21 years, about to be 22 in October. Uh, on uh, uh, my right, uh, over here on this side, is... Megan, and she's my oldest daughter. She's uh, a junior at Indiana Wesleyan University, plays soccer there. My youngest daughter just graduated. This is actually their prom, her prom pictures. Uh, she just graduated high school and is about to go to UGA to study uh, petroleum engineering, of all things. So I don't know where that came from, but that's what she wants to do. Uh, one thing you'll notice about my family is they all look like just... My daughters look exactly like my wife, don't they? Like... My wife did not need me to do that at all. Like, she could have made those kids with anybody. I'm, I'm literally, like, when I see these pictures, it dawns on me that all my traits are recessive. Like, all of them, which is a good thing. Um, and, and, like, I'm, I'm just a canvas that my wife's painting on um, in life. That's, that's uh, what it is. So that's, uh, that's what I wanted to do before I dive in uh, to the series. I want to talk with you about... Seasons of the Soul, and uh, I, I want to just do a couple things. You guys are going to be walking through this for, uh, you know, f- uh, five weeks plus today. Today, I just want to help you see the main idea of Seasons of Soul, which you probably, I mean, it's, it's not rocket science, you'll probably get, and talk about why I think it's so important. So the main idea, and then why I think it's important, why I think this matters, and so let's just start with the main idea, like what is the point of and what is the idea behind a seasons of the soul concept? Here it is. This is the big idea. You already know it. That your spirituality will go through seasons. You will have different seasons as you walk in the faith. You're going to have 
times that feel a lot like summer, and then you're going to have fall, and then you're going to have times that feel a lot like winter, and then you're going to have spring. You're going to cycle seasons throughout your walk with God. All of us do, and so will you. Uh, in Ecclesiastes, Solomon wrote, uh, Ecclesiastes 3.1, For everything there's a season and a time for every matter under heaven. Which means life happens in seasons. And it's more than just spiritual. I mean, kind of every arena of life, things go through seasons, right? Marriage, I mean, if you're in a marriage, you know that marriages go through seasons, right? How many of you would, would testify to that? The marriages have ups and downs. They have summers. They have winters. How many of you are in a marriage summer right now? Raise your hand. Front row's going bananas right now. I don't know why. Um, how many of you are in a marriage winter? Don't say that. It's a terrible idea. It's not going to help at all. The, listen, the only people who think marriages don't have seasons are people who are not married, right? Because marriages will have ups and will have downs. I, this is why new... Uh, like engaged couples are so much fun because they don't know yet, but they're about to. And, and uh, my wife and I, uh, several months ago, we went out to dinner with this engaged couple and the bride, she said, I just don't know why, I, why people think marriage is so hard. I don't think it's gonna be hard for us. We don't even fight. I mean, we're Christians, why would we? Right? And I said, you know, that's precious. And... We'd love to buy you dinner, you know, a few months after you get married and just hear how awesome it's going and just feed off the, you know, perpetual summer that your life of bliss will be. And so a few months later, we, we you know, after they got married, we hung out with them and she just sits down and she goes, this is hard. I'm like, hey, welcome, welcome aboard. Yep. We have highs and we have lows. There are life cycles in seasons. Everything does. Careers cycle in seasons, marriages, sports teams Cycle in seasons. Where's the Cleveland plan? fans in the room? It's coming to an end, right? You feel it? You had a summer and fall is upon you. And, and I, I'm from San Jose, California, which means I've always, been a, uh, I've always been a Golden State Warriors fan. It's been a long, dark winter that we've come out of. And now we are in summer and we're rocking it. But it won't last. Things go through seasons. Everything does. And so will your spirituality. So will your walk with God. You're going to have summers and falls and winters. We can just uh, throw that on the, on the board there. If you're a note taker, again, you might, might be something worth writing down. You're going to have summer. You're going to have fall. You're going to have winter. You're going to have spring. And you're going to cycle these seasons over and over and over again throughout your journey uh, with God. And, it's, and when you end up in winter, nothing's wrong. It's just a season uh, is, is, is a large part of this. So... Uh, um, what I want to do is I want to dive a little bit deeper into each season and give you some of the nuances and some of the, some of the realities of that season. Because every season has its own uh, experience. It has its own, you know, its own uh, uh, way of dealing with it, and it has its own temptations. And I want to talk about each of them so that uh, you would go, man, I think my, I might be in this season. So listen through, maybe take some notes. But at, at some point, I hope that you go, I think that might be the spiritual season that I'm in, and we'll talk about it later. We're gonna start with summer. Summer can be characterized by two words, abundance and light. You know that you're in summer when everything spiritually is easy. When you like open the Bible and it's like God wrote the words just for you. And it's just perfect for what you're going through and, and you, you step into moments of worship like this and it's like the 
the heavens part and you and God are just having a talk about how awesome he is and he's right there. Everything's easy, everything's exciting. Every day's an adventure where you get to you know, encounter God in the littlest of things. How you know you're in summer uh, is little things remind you of God. Just the, I had a friend, we, he prayed for the carpet, thanking God for the carpet we were standing on for over an hour. It was so boring. Like, I like carpet, but I don't like carpet to pray, thank God, for an hour. For, right? this is, that's just summer. Just so excited. The, the uh, summer, uh, people that are in summer, it's awesome. It's the most fun season to be in. It's, it's uh, just a uh, side note. It's a little bit annoying when you're in winter and somebody's in summer and they want you to know it. Right? Oh, I'm just excited and I don't know why you're not. If you were more spiritual like me, then you would be where I'm at. How can you not love God like this? And here's the, here's the big mistake that we make when we're in summer. We think that it's a new level that we've arrived at. That we're just, this is where we are now spiritually. And in reality, it's just a season that you're passing through. It's not a level that you've arrived at. It's just a season you're just passing through. Because after the summer, you enter the fall. Let's talk about fall. Fall can be characterized by two words, fading and ending. Fall is the the most frustrating season because in fall, the party's over from summer. And things that used to be exciting are a little more mundane. You start to just kind of go through the motions. You do the stuff, but it doesn't have the same impact. You know what I'm talking about? And it's just, it's just not paying off like it was. In fall, you realize you're not on the journey you hoped you were on or you thought you were on. You're just on the journey God has you on. And, and uh, the, the fall is a frustrating, frustrating season the big mistake people make in the fall, uh, it, there's, there's a couple of them, is you think something's going wrong. And so uh, when you think something's going wrong, you, try to start, you start trying to fix it. You start troubleshooting your faith. You ever do this? Well, I better pray more. I better, you know, I got to read more. I got to serve more. I got to fast more. I got to, you know, people that are like, you watch fall. They're like, I fasted 40 days. I read 10 chapters a day. I serve every second. And it's like what they're doing is trying to get back to summer through something. Because they think something's wrong. Nothing's wrong. It's just fall. And the other mistake people make is they think fall is as as tough as it's going to get, and it's not. Because fall, after fall, what's true? Winter is coming. Right? Say that with me. Winter is coming. You all know what I mean. Winter's coming. And winter is is by far the, the most difficult season. It can be characterized by absence and darkness. Like, in winter, it's so, it's so disappointing because it feels like God's a million miles away. In fall, the question you ask God is, what's going wrong? In winter, the question you ask God is, where did you go? Where are you? Because you're not here. You're not with me. That's what winter feels like. It's incredibly dismantling and disappointing. In winter, you realize that all the wrestlings and struggles that you had, that you thought you conquered in summer, are just right there. I lost it. There, back. Nailed it. (laughs) Troubleshooting right there. That was so good. Um, Who knows what's going to happen next. So, So, 
in, in winter, you discover that all the progress you thought you made and that you were hoping on in summer isn't real. It was just summer. You were just hiding. It was hide, hidden behind the feel-goods and, the, and the, the highs. And all the wrestlings and dilemmas and struggles are just right there again. It's an incredibly difficult season, winter. And, and the mistake we make in winter is we think something's gone so wrong that we're just never going to get out of this. That we're just, man, we're just, we're broken. Something happened in our faith. We don't know where to go. There's nothing to do. Tired of waiting on God to come back. And we just kind of give up. And it's, and it's, again, we think it's something that happened to us. And it isn't. It's just a season. And winter always ends up in spring. Spring can be characterized by two words. It can be characterized by fresh and new. Spring is the most rewarding, fulfilling season uh, of the four. Because in spring, it's, it's like the dawn after a long, dark night of the soul. And in the dawn, you realize that God had his purpose in all of it. You know that you're in spring when when all of it starts to make sense and you recognize God was never deserting you, he was deepening you. He never left you. Oh man, it's a powerful, powerful thing to end up in spring. And, and you know you're in spring when you have you know, new joy, new passion, new faith, new energy, new song. And all that new uh, energy and faith is what leads you back into summer to cycle again. Those things become the foundation of the summer experience that you're about to have. And the, the main point of this series is that you're gonna cycle through these seasons for all of your spiritual life. There's just seasons that you're gonna go through. So that's the bottom line. Do you guys get it? Do you guys get it? All right. So how many of you, now let's talk about where you are on this. So pick one, right? Everyone, you gotta pick one of these. Where you're at now, how many of you would say you're in a summer? How many of you would say in your summer, like, one person, woo, that's awesome. And she's like, woo, like, I am. Uh, how about fall? How many of you would say you're in more of a fall? Things are starting to fade, a little mundane, you're just working through it. How many would say you're in winter? All right, how many would say you're in spring? It has to be everyone. All right, this is cool, good. That's, that's awesome. And some of you are just non-participants, and that's okay, too. All right, I saw, that's fine. Listen, that's the main point of the teaching. You're going to cycle through these seasons, and, and it's nothing wrong. It's nothing you did. It's just how life is. There's seasons. And let me tell you why I think this is important. I think this is a big deal. I think uh, churches ought to be teaching this stuff uh, to new believers. I think parents should be teaching this to children, so that, uh, to their children, so they know how to have a talk about faith issues. I think uh, small groups and in faith communities, this should become normal language to help dialogue about real life experiences with God. This should be normal for us to say I'm in a spring or I'm in a summer or that's just kind of where I'm at right now and that we would know what it means. I think it's so important uh, and here's why. I think most of us have the wrong expectation of what our faith and our walk with God is gonna deliver for us. Listen, I think most of us for whatever reason believe that if we walk with God close enough, we're going to have a permanent summer. 
and it's always going to be abundant, and it's always going to be light, and if I'm not in summer, then something's wrong with me. And if I was a better Christian, and we can have guilt and shame and be all messed up, and, and in spiritual communities, you know, we tend to project summer as like, this is how we all are, and, and if you're not there, then fake it till you make it. And I would say that uh, after 20 years of being a pastor and counseling and walking spiritually with thousands of, of kids and students and uh, college students and adults, this is one of the primary things that takes people out of their faith. Because when your ex- expectation doesn't line up with your experience, it messes you all up. And most of us expect permanent summer. And we don't know how to process the other things. And when your expectation and your experience don't align, messes you all up. Did you guys catch that? Uh, my wife and I got married. I told you I was going to talk about my uh, marriage a little bit. My wife and I got married our junior year of college. We were both in our junior year. And this is what we said. We said, we're going to be poor together, but it's going to be romantic. <laughs> we were half right. Um, we, uh, we were not just poor. We were destitute. We were like, we were so poor together. And, uh, and it wasn't romantic at all. It was a nightmare. Our expectations met our real experience. And we were a mess. Listen, all that immaturity and, and all that financial pressure shoved into the tiniest little apartment you've ever seen in your life there's going to be problems. There's no one to hide. We're just going to, and we were, it was a mess. And so literally we, we uh, like a few months into marriage, we're like, ooh, this isn't going good. We should probably go down to the church. We went and joined a young married small group down at our church, which was so good for us, but not how you think it would be. We went down there and started listening to the other couples talk about their marriages. And it was awesome because we had the healthiest marriage of the group. <laughs> so helpful to know, Right. Oh my, I love small group. Listen, if your marriage is struggling, join a small group. I'm telling you right now. It's the answer. It is the answer. And, and uh, I, I'm not exaggerating. In two weeks, we were the leaders of the small group. Because we had the healthiest marriage in the room. And we just looked at each other and said, oh, boy. And because when, when what you experience isn't what you expect, it messes you up, Right? And we actually, this happened to us again just recently. And so I was uh, kicking this around. This happened to us again because about 14 years into marriage, this is seven years ago, my wife said to me, she said, you know, Miles, I think we're mature now. And and, uh, she said it, so I believed it, right? Because she's godly. I mean, she's a godly woman. And she would know if we were mature or not. And so she said we're mature. And like if I had said that, we would have looked at each other and been like, oh, that's terribly not true and moved on but she said it so we believed it and we lived like we were mature for years until two years ago when our kids started moving away from home and the empty nester season started to happen turns out we weren't mature at all just all our immaturity was hiding behind the kids and how busy we were right and and once the kids were gone there were all the immaturities again dang it (laughs) expectation experience what a mess so I thought about adopting, right? Isn't that a good idea right then? <laughs> like just it, everyone's a win. Everyone wins, right? We can just hide our immaturities. We help a kid. It's a phenomenal idea. No, we, no, I'm joking. Of course, that's a terrible reason to adopt. 
uh, just join a small group and just watch all the other people uh, be a mess in it, right? So, because here's the deal, and this is why this teaching is important. When what you expect isn't what you experience, it messes you up. It messes you up. And this series is going to help you expect what you will surely experience in your walk with God. There's going to be seasons that are like summer seasons that are so high, that are so exciting. You're going to have moments where you say things to yourself like, I'm, I'm so close to God, I think I've arrived. I'm not sure I'm going to sin again. <laughs> I feel like I've probably won that battle and, and I'm just, you know, next step heaven. I'm just right there. You're going to be like that. And then you're going to be in that high and then you're going to have a fall and you're going to end up in a winter and you're gonna, it's going to be so low and so dark and so empty. And where is God that you're going to go, you know what? I think I'm so broken in my faith and I can't find God anywhere that I don't know where I'm at. I don't even know if I'm in this really. If this is a walk with God, where's God? And then you're going to come out of it and have a spring. And you are surely going to experience this highs and lows, summers, winters, fall, spring, for your entire spiritual journey. You can't pray so much that you only live in summer. You can't serve so much. You can't be so mature. It's not about any of that. It's just life works in seasons. It works in seasons. I think you can see the seasons play out in many of the uh, Bible characters. I think you can see it in Moses. I think you can see it in Elijah. I think you can see it in the Apostle Paul. Uh, I think uh, especially you can see it in David. And I want to camp out on him a little bit. I, I think you can see it in the Psalms where David is describing his relationship with God. You know, some of the Psalms are called Psalms of Praise because all they are is Psalms declaring praise of God. Listen to this, Psalm 148. Tell me this doesn't sound like summer. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise the Lord in the heights above. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all you heavenly hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Pause. When you're praying and praising God with the sun and moon, you're in summer, right? Like, no one does that. Sun and moon. All you shining stars, praise him, you highest heavens, and you waters uh, above the skies. Everything praise him. Summer. But then there are other psalms called psalms of complaint, where David is essentially saying, God, why aren't you with me like I thought you would be? You can see it in Psalm 22, which might be familiar because this is what Jesus quoted on the cross when God separated himself from Jesus and he experienced a winter. Right? He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? So far from my cries of anguish. My God, I cry out by day, you don't answer by night and I find no rest. That's a winter. You can see in, in, in the Psalms all the seasons. But I wanted to uh, really key in on one Psalm because I think you can see all the seasons in one. Like David cycles through the whole thing in Psalm 40. So if you have a Bible and if you're the type to open the Bible, Psalm 40 uh, would be right for you. It's going to be on the screens. Uh, and we're just going to walk through uh, different verses in Psalm 40 and, and, and talk about the different seasons as David walks through them. It starts Psalm 40, verse 1, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. So catch it, David starts waiting in winter. He's in a mud, he's in a pit, he's in winter. And 
God, in verse 2, lifted him out of the pit, out of the mud and the mire, set his feet upon a rock, gave him a firm place to stand, put a new song in his mouth, spring, a hymn of praise. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. So the psalm starts moving from winter to spring. In verse 4, you see summer and all the energy of a summer season. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who doesn't look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. Many, Lord, my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you planned for us. None can compare with you. Were I to speak and tell of your deeds, they would be too many to declare. Sacrifice and offerings you don't desire, but my ears have have, uh, been opened. You have opened. Burn offerings and sin offerings you don't require. Then I said, here I am, I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. I desire to do your will. Your law is within my heart, summer. Like, here I am. I desire to follow you. It's all easy for me right now. And then in, uh, in verse 11, he begins to hit the fall season. Do not withhold your mercy from me. See that? There's a descending. Do not withhold your mercy from me. May your love and faithfulness always protect me. For trouble without numbers surround me. My sins have overtaken me and I cannot see. They're more than the hairs of my head and my heart fails within me. Be pleased to save me, Lord. Come quickly, Lord, to help me. And then look at where it ends, in winter, just where he started. But as for me, I am poor and needy. May the Lord think of me. You are my help and my deliverer. You are my God. Do not delay. He ends up in a winter waiting for God like he started to pull him out of the winter back in the spring. He cycled through the seasons. And so it is with David So it is with most of the Bible characters, and so it will be with you. You're going to cycle through spiritual seasons, highs and lows, all the course of your walk with God. And it's important that you expect that you're going to do this so that your expectations and experience line up. So that, listen, when they line up, and why this series is important, is you can have maturity and stability and wisdom to walk through the seasons and to walk with God when you expect that the other seasons besides winter are coming. And so uh, this series, that's the main point of this series, and, and John and the team here that are awesome, they're gonna be talking to you through the course of the series about the different seasons in particular and, and how to walk through each of them and what, what it's like to walk through each of them. It's gonna be unbelievable. I encourage you to make it a point to be at this. This, is, this could change your life and your spirituality. This is a big deal. Uh, but what I wanna do Uh, for the remainder of time is just give you four tips on how to walk through the seasons that I think are true no matter what season you're in. These are just four tips that I think will help you uh, walk through the seasons. Again, if you're a note taker, it might be worth taking down. Here's the first one. Seasons change. God never changes. Say it with me. Seasons change. God never changes. Not like like you care about it. Seasons change. God never changes. Right, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. See, when seasons change, our experience of God changes, but God never changed. We're just orbiting around God, and we're, we're getting different vantage points of him. But he didn't change. God is the same. And the love of God that leads you into summer highs also leads you into winter lows. It's the same love. Uh, when, I, you know, uh, when my daughters were much younger, I taught them how to walk. And they were terrible at, at this at first, right? I'm like, nobody's just good at walking. And you have to teach them. And, and teaching the, my little girls how to walk, uh, sometimes as a loving father, I would lift them up and hold them and do most of the caring. Because I loved them and I wanted them to walk. 
But there were other times when in order to strengthen them, because I love them, I would withdraw so that they would push on. I did both of those things out of the same love. And God is a loving father. And the same love that allows you to experience the highs of summer will allow you to experience the lows of winter. He's strengthening you and deepening you. And you can trust that if God has you in a season, it's the right season. Because God never changes. Seasons change, God never changes. Leads to the second point. Second point is this. Surrender to the season you're in. Just a helpful tip. Say it with me. Surrender to the season you're in. Whatever season you're in, it's because God wants you in that season because he has something to teach you in that season. You can't really change it anyways. You might as well enjoy it. That's the season you're in. You might as well trust God and get a lot out of it and just get a lot out of it and surrender to it. Uh, I can, and, and honestly, I can't figure out how it works and why uh, sometimes I'm in certain seasons. Sometimes my life's going great, but I feel like I'm in a winter. Sometimes my life's going bad, and I feel like I'm in a summer. It's not, you know, I can't, I don't totally have this whole thing figured out, uh, and, I, and I just, I'm not sure that's how it works. It's just a little different than that. And sometimes something happens, and, and two people experience it, and they t- sends them in different directions. Uh, my wife and I, uh, we found this out about 12 years ago in, in uh, really a very difficult season in our marriage. So it started on a Sunday. I remember that because it was the day that we were gonna, uh, our church was in a fundraising campaign and my wife and I uh, felt like God wanted us to give like way more money than w- what we should have for what we had, uh, but we just felt like God wanted to do it. So I'm like, I'm driving down to the church to pledge all our money away and while I do this, my car breaks down. And I was like, that's awesome. And so, uh, I called my friend to pick me up, left the car on the side of the road, and that car, by the way, was stolen uh, from there, never saw it again, gone, which is way awesome, right? And, and so I pledged my life away. That was Sunday. On Monday, our air conditioning broke in our house and our refrigerator. And we were like, what is going on, right? This is a nightmare. On Tuesday, the other car broke down. We had two, and both of them, like one's stolen, one broke down. Uh, and our microwave broke. I was like holding our toaster, like, <laughs> like, you guys, you can't have this. This is how we eat now. If you take this, we're going to die. You can't have that. And then on Wednesday, uh, we found my wife's ovarian cancer. Uh, and obviously, you know, the bottom dropped out of our lives, and we went through, my wife's fine uh, now. But in the moment, and the, the six months after that, uh, all that cancer is happened to us. Chemo, sickness, uh, doctor's appointments where life and death seemed to hang on the balance. All of it was there. And it sent me into the darkest winter I've ever known. I was angry at God. I was, couldn't feel him, couldn't interact with him, didn't care, didn't want to anyways. And was just kind of like, why would you ever do this? And it sent my wife into the highest summer she's ever known. I remember my wife saying things like this to me. You know, I just, God, God chose us for this because he loves us and he wants us to walk through this. And I'm like, mm, that's so wonderful. <laughs> and, and like God trusts us with this thing because he thinks we're strong enough. To, and just all this stuff, it was it's so irritating that she was so excited about uh, what was happening. 
and, and eventually walk through it. And there were times when I would try to be more like her and be in a summer, and there were times she would try to identify with me. But the reality is, I wasn't in summer, she wasn't in winter. Just surrender to the season you're in. Whatever season you're in, that's what you're in. Also, side note, whatever season someone else is in, let them be in that season too. If you're in summer, let people be in winter. It's not an indictment of them or their faith. It's just a season. If you're in winter, let people be in summer. They're just going to be loud and obnoxious and crazy about things and pray for carpets. Just let it happen. (laughs) It's just how it is. Just let people be in the season that they're in. So just surrender to the season that you're in. That's all you can do with it anyways. Third little tip uh, along the way is, let's throw it up there, measure each season Differently. Say that with me. Measure each season differently. Here's what I mean that maturity looks different in different seasons. And how, like, like, maturity can be how loud you sing in summer, but it can also be how deep you trust in winter. Maturity isn't just one thing, and every season has its own picture of maturity. So don't measure yourself season after season. Don't measure your winters by your summers and your summers by your winters. I think a a better way of, of measuring would be this. If you're in a winter season, think back to the last winter season you're in and ask yourself, am I walking through this with more maturity than last time? Do I have more a sense of, I just trust God even though I seems like he's a million miles away, I trust him anyways. Because that's maybe what maturity looks like in winter. And when you're in summer, don't measure yourself compared to the last winter. Measure yourself compared to the last summer. Do I have more perspective? Am I more grounded this summer than I was last summer? Maybe that's what maturity. Measure maturity by the season you're in. This is going to keep you from having two highs that are too high and lows that are too low. Let's be a little bit more even. And here's the last tip. Learn the lessons from the season that you're in. Say it with me. Learn the lessons from the season that you're in. Each season has lessons to teach you that are going to help you for the, for the rest of the seasons. What you learn in, in spring and summer are going to help you walk through fall and, win, and winter, right? What you see in the light, learn how to remember in the darkness, and uh, that's why I think this series is so important, and it's why I think you should commit to it, because there are lessons to learn from each series. You should be here, in my opinion, every week. You should be, if you can't come, then watch it online, but watch through this, and watch what God does. He's going to give you stability, he's going to help you grow in maturity, and he's going to give you wisdom to walk through seasons. I hope that the teaching today was helpful. I just want to pray over you, kind of as we close. And so, Father... Uh, we love you, and uh, we give our hearts to you today, God. Um, you are so very precious to us. And I just want to pray over, uh, over us, because some of us, God, are in summer, and, I, and uh, things are very exciting right now. God, I pray that you would take that summer energy and that you would use it for re- your redemptive purposes. You would translate that into lives being changed. And then there's fall, God, and people are confused and wondering why uh, this is happening. I pray that you would deepen our trust. For those that are in winter, God, I pray that you just give them a, a sense of the truth of your presence in such a powerful way that it's just a, a little bit of hope in a dark, dark time. 
Some of us need that really bad, and we know it. Won't you do that uh, for those that are walking through winter today? And for those, God, that are in spring, I pray that uh, you would take that energy, that new, and do new things in this church. Do new things among us here with the new life that you're bringing into that person. And surely, God, there's a a few of us in the room that that we don't even know where we are with you. I I pray uh, uh, that you would be with them. And maybe you're sitting here and, and you're thinking, you know, Something's messing with me on the inside, and I need to figure that out. I, 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 we would say that that's the Holy Spirit telling you about Jesus and, and kind of awakening you to a spiritual reality. Um, and, and so if that's happening to you and you don't know what to do with it, I'd invite you to come talk to one of the uh, people that are up front here at the end of service. Uh, talk to uh, Pastor John, talk to myself, or talk to the person who brought you and say, man, I, I think God's doing something. Would you help me? Uh, process this and then father we pray over this church and the future you have for i pray over this congregation god that you would make them holy that you would make them set apart onto you in such a powerful way that you could delight to use them to reach this community god i pray that you you deepen their hunger that they would be zealous to reach this community for christ that you would put inside these people a deep sense of calling, that, we, that these lost people around us we are supposed to reach, and that it's not okay with you, that they're out there and lost, and it's no longer okay with us. And then, God, won't you put a humility in this congregation that you can bless and that you can work through, and that, and that ultimately, God, that, that when you do great things in this church, that you would get the glory and not anyone else. So we love you, we give our hearts to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for listening today. We believe that everyone has a next step towards Jesus, and we'd love to help you take yours. Email us at hello at brentwoodchurch.org or visit our website, brentwoodchurch.org slash next steps. Until next time, go change the world. 